0: In the next hour, we want to put a smile on your face, elevate your endorphins, and bring you happiness. Welcome to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. We spend so much of our lives chasing happiness, it might just be where you least expect it to be. Natalie and her guests are going to show you how and where to find it. And now, your host, Natalie Botros.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Natalie Botros, your host, and today I'm not live from New York as usual, but I'm live from Geneva, Switzerland, my hometown. I hope the lighting is good because, you know, <laughs> it's like it's been it's my six o'clock p.m. It's, it's my six p.m. and normally I do it during lunch. So after this, as a bon vivant girl, I'm going to go in and do happy hour. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about, guess what? Happiness. I have two fantastic guests. And they wrote this book that's going to be published. That's that's going to be out in a couple of weeks by the end of summer. And it's the book's name is Mastery: The Art of Living on Purpose. And, and I know that the book name maybe doesn't you know like you're like okay what is it? Well, it's to live your life fully. It's to live in abundance. It's to say yes to life to be happy. Let me talk about the co authors of this book. It's father-daughter to start with. (laughs) Let's talk by the father. Michael Needy has been touching people's lives as well as their hearts for over four decades. He was a member of Tony Robbins' executive team for eight years, serving as a vice president for Robbins Research before transitioning into coaching full-time in 2005. Since then, Michael has been one of the most prolific life coaches on the planet coaching an average of 60 to 100-plus clients per month, which allowed him to refine and perfect his signature teaching, The Trophy Effect, which actually was published in a book form in 2009. All of this brought him to be featured on the Extra Television series and the Masters in 2017. Having retired from Robbins in 2020, Michael continues to coach and consult privately with a focus on higher consciousness Unconditional love, relationships, and supreme certainty. His daughter, Erica, she has spent the last 16 years and the better part of her professional career working for the most honored and respectful life and business strategies, helping people achieve peak performances. For nearly a decade, she has been coaching business owners and professionals to enable them to achieve success on their own terms, professionally and personally. And by the way, she's my coach too. (laughs) She keeps me accountable every week. (laughs) She has been consulting to many authors like me, speakers like me, at least not like me, and experts in a variety of fields. Erica has passionately logged over 10,000 one-on-one coaching hours, working with hundreds of clients. Her clients not only achieve the result they desire, they also receive what they didn't know they needed. I'm the perfect example of this podcast. <laughs> so please welcome my guests, Michael and Erica, who are like full of energy. Hello guys. Hello. Hello, lady. <laughs> how are
2: you Got amazing one?
1: so so much to talk so little time you're gonna see it's gonna like run 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 questions like let's start like from the beginning you wrote this book what inspired you to write this book what was the reason
3: <laughs> erica you go you're the one inspired you.
2: <laughs> okay so you know um we almost were hearing daily, people uh, were asking, when are you and your father going to be connecting and doing something together? And we always knew we would. We just didn't know how or what it would look like, but definitely knew we would. And eventually it got so loud that, you know, what are we going to do? I really started going, okay, what are we going to do? And then it was when I became very intentional in that sense that I really started to notice my father's social media. <laughs> that. His daily teachings and these amazing insights that he would put out, we're getting a lot of great feedback. And just, you know, people are like, gosh, you know, I you got to put these into a book. And we're talking about four or five years of these insights that he had on social media. So I was like, that's what we're going to do. I want to take all of these and I want to help him bring it to life and, and get these out there. But we really didn't have a direction. So it really started with One, it was going to allow us to work together. And then it was also going to allow what people were asking for, which was give me a book of your teachings, (laughs) give me a book of your insights. So it was so awesome how it was just born from that. And then when we came together, I think it was over a weekend, I went out to Las Vegas and um, we sat together for two days straight and we just. We brainstormed and it's what started out as a book that was going to be almost affirmation based, but teaching based turned into this, wait, no, we have a path to mastery. We have a path through your teachings, what people lead to from the awareness and waking up to letting go of the past, stepping into their courage, owning their excellence, loving and synchro destiny and becoming a force for good. And we're like, oh my God, it's a book. So (laughs) yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) So it really it, it. But I think the key thing too is we didn't start out saying this was going to be a book of the path to mastery, and and I love saying that because we didn't know. We let it evolve. So many people I think try to have the whole thing figured out in the beginning, and sometimes it's just having a spark, and you just let it let it go.
1: So what is mastery? What do you mean by mastery? You know, like explain to the listeners so they get really what is it? Because like in the book, we have 12, every chapter, it's a different mastery. So give us a little about that.
3: (laughs) Well, I can speak to that. So um, so when we speak about mastery, that sometimes it it creates more of a, a big picture in people's minds so that they either go, well... You know, it sounds like maybe I have to sit on top of a mountain for 20 years or whatever it would be to, to achieve this mastery. And it's not true because really mastery is about just mastering your own life, which means taking ownership of your own life. Because most people don't. We're trying to avoid having to take ownership. We're trying to get through this thing without causing any trouble, you know, make it all the way to the finish line without too much of a difficulty, you know, certainly want to make a lot of money. And, you know, some of us maybe even want to make an impact. But, um, you know, we're just trying to make our way through, and uh, which means we're, not, we're pretty much living in reaction to what's going on. And even though we may think we have a purpose or even if we do have a purpose, it's pretty much, you know, something that's like, you know, limited in scope and we're still just doing the best we can going through what's going on in the, in the world. When the truth is, mastery is about just taking ownership of it all. It's about living at a level where you're living on purpose, hence the name of the book. And um, that requires, but again, that almost looks like, well, wait a minute, it's easier not to live on purpose, but it's actually not. It's actually not. Once you really understand that you are in charge in every moment, not that you won't get shifted out of purpose, you know, and go into a reaction, but you have the ability to catch that and intentionally come back to center. And so really mastery is just mastering that. You know, you start out by getting it and doing it and catching yourself and showing up on purpose and living the best life you can. And eventually, and it doesn't take long, you would have it no other way. And once yeah. you once you decide to have it no other way, that's mastery.
1: So basically, getting out of your comfort zone and then like working for it, like getting an expert, <laughs> a master in living your life fully. In other words, right? I
3: like, what, I like what you said, that yeah getting out of your comfort zone. And that's one of the things that scares me.
1: Like, well, I kind of like my comfort zone. <laughs> well, it's safe. But it's like at the other, on the other side, if you go out, the happiness might be there. So you should, like, really get that. So this book is for people who are, like, too settle in their comfort zone and who need to learn to go out there and live it, basically.
3: There you go. And the good news is, as Erica can expand on, is then it becomes your comfort zone. And now that's your new comfort zone and you refuse not to live in a state of mastery. Really. You refuse not to live on purpose. And, you know, once you drank the lemonade and the (laughs) (sighs) Kool-Aid.
2: I think, you know, be unwilling, you know, it's about really wanting to be unwilling to be any other way. You know, so many people talk about, I want to be more happy. I want more of something which, which is a fantastic thing to want Yet, really, I think coming from a place of I'm unwilling to be any other way already sets you up to be able to do that. Um, you know, now the the book does take you. I think this journey that the book takes you on really allows somebody to understand why they don't really to own what we their humanity. You know, because I think so many people try actually to start out in our in our later chapters, which is ownership and courage and living on purpose. They're like, yeah, I do that every day. And I, and they do. Many people do in some way, yet without going through the very beginning of having an awareness that their humanity is probably conflicting with them on that. So they get out of alignment And also letting go of so many things that they need to in order to fully show up and be the courageous person they are. So it really is bringing everything together. And then on the other side, some people um, will only live in awareness and letting go and wanting purpose, never stepping into courage, never stepping into or out of their comfort zone. So some people, we have a combination of people in the beginning chapters and a combination of people in the latter chapters living their lives, not knowing the other exists or not knowing they need to let go or not knowing how do I get over there. And so that that's another, this is a full journey for somebody to go from the very beginning, no matter where they are, to a force for good and living on purpose.
1: That's amazing. So let's dive in in, the, in these 12 12- 12 distinctions of mastery, because like you, you divided them in 12 and like, how did you bring out, you know, like, I know that it's like four sections and then there are 12. Do you, would you like to talk about that?
3: Well, first of all, I want to say that I don't need to be here because that was brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> you're
1: proud of your daughter right
3: I'm so proud of my daughter there because i think she spoke it better than me so because that's the <laughs> one thing was in the book up until now i teach this stuff i've spoken it forever i'm privileged to have so many amazing clients that just you know are are now just going out there and changing the world but erica spoke it beautifully and um Yes, it's really about, you know, what's in the way of living in mastery. It's almost like you're already a master. It's within you. You know, yes, there's things you need to learn and there's distinctions you'll pick up on and, and the book will teach you all that. But it's not like you're going and getting something from outside yourself and bringing it in. It's within each of us to be able to show up this way. And so the especially the beginning chapters are about letting go of the things that are in your way. So uh, Eric, do yeah. you want to speak more to the 12 distinctions?
1: I mean, like, the, the section one is, like, awareness and self-realization. I, I guess, like, this is the moment where you realize that you have to be out there, <laughs> basically.
2: Yeah, it's the moment you realize not only you should be out there, but why you're not. The, you, I think we really do a great job at teaching you humanity. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> a big thing to do. Um, but I think it's important to know what humanity is and to know how you're showing up in it and the conflict that you have with it every single day and the dance actually that's needed versus the fight. And so, when you, when that's why you have to start with an awareness and uh, what is being purposeful and what is being reactionary. Um, You know, dad's first book, The Trophy Effect, really goes into intention reaction on a very deep level. So, but we had to bring it into this because without an understanding of what it means to be intentional. And what it means to be reactionary and the truth of humanity behind that, you can't really get to a place of living on purpose and sustain it. It's just not going to happen. There's going to be a Mm -hmm. constant battle. So what we want to do is really have people show up on purpose in alignment. So this whole thing is about um, being aligned and aligning your energies from so you're not fighting it. Um, And showing up in purpose, you know, like you mentioned, it's within all of us, it's nothing outside of us. So all of this stuff that's in the way from you just really owning it, that's what you get rid of in the first two chapters. So we really, you know, we help you get that stuff cleaned out, you know, in whatever way that is for you. Um, We also have amazing forgiveness processes, gratitude processes, all of these things that are so important in the beginning, to where then you can step into ownership, where you can fully own your humanity and fully own your greatness. So these 12 distinctions um, are something over the course of, you know, our many years of coaching amazing clients such as yourself. (laughs) Uh, And what we did was, you know, this is something we realized, what is the path that a client takes? You know, we really came from the client experience. So the reader is going to be reading this through, and through through their, what we did was we wanted to take it through their eyes versus not what do we want to teach? We did it from what is it that they go through? So this is something they can really relate to from, no, this is my journey of where I'm at and what I can do. And even to anticipate what is next for me, what do I next need to break through in order to go down this path even more? So that's what the 12 distinctions of mastery are, is a different level to go through.
1: Yeah. And as you said, like, before the podcast, we were discussing about it. And you said, like, it's not a how to book. But what is good is like, at the end of each section, you have exercises. And I said, like, so if it's not a how to, like, how do you do the exercises? And you said, well, we inspire you, and we help you to take the action. So talk a little about the exercises, because I know that some people, they like reading the stuff, and they never do the exercises.
0: <laughs>
2: Yes. So that, that's one key thing, because uh, people are like, well, how do I how do I do this? How do I like this? This insight um, is I've had an amazing aha moment or this, um, you know, learn something. How do I put it into practice? And I think that's a it's something that is wired in us to the how we, we jump to how do I do it versus allowing to well, I can just show up in it. And I know that th- that's a stretch and it's easier said than done, but that's why, so we, we chose these exercises very intentionally to help the reader and um, really say, okay, from this section and the insights that you've had, here's a way for you to now have an even deeper insight. And we want it to speak to the place that inspires you to take action. So it's not a step one, do this, Now do this and now do that. The the wording is so specific and dad's amazing writer. It's almost poetic. So it really speaks to the subconscious of you. So we're hitting it from different angles where the writing is intentional. The exercises are intentional because we already know that the the reader is going to go, how do I do this? So we wanted that to be there, but we also want to make it very clear and very known the inspiration that you get from reading it is enough for you to take action. That the thing that's stopping you is actually your humanity piece. And now that you're aware of the humanity piece, what what we want to do is help this guide you through to where it's now a flow and you take action in spite of the fear or whatever is blocking you. And those exercises are designed specifically to help you do that
1: that's great so you were saying so you're you, you were saying your dad writes it beautifully how did you cooperate together i mean father yeah. daughter i know with my mom like i love her but we <laughs> i don't know if we can cooperate so how did it work well, how, did you, how did you do the mastery of writing a book with your parents <laughs> and your daughter
3: well um again a lot of it was stuff that i've been writing over the years and all we did was transform it and erica then reads it from a different sense of eyes understanding. So things that I thought were already, you know, the way they should be, she saw it from a perspective as so we were able to write together until it got more crisp, more clean, more flowing. So she certainly had a great deal of input there. And then it, what it, she also then was able to see what it's missing because I've been teaching it for so long, I don't see what's missing. Of course. <laughs> she was able to see what was missing. So so we tasked her with the writing the foreword and the introduction and then having input on every other chapter, where she would go through it and point out what was missing, and then I would make some changes, and uh, and it evolved. It evolved. But uh, I want to speak to something she said earlier, and that's about um, the whole process of you know of, of looking of, of becoming a master once again and running into where you're stopped, or how to, or what would it be. Um, it's, it's not about getting rid of your humanity. She was talking about how you, you you take a look at your humanity, what's already there, your fears, you know, the things that cause you to go into reaction. And what's important to notice is that we never get rid of that stuff. When you're a master, you are suddenly not somebody who doesn't have any fear or doesn't have any challenges or doesn't get up in the morning or doesn't, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and you don't flip them off. You still do that stuff. Of course, you're human. <laughs> You're human. You're human. So people think that in order to become a master that you have to get rid of your humanity you have to overcome it. No, you just override it. And when you override it enough by following the exercises, reading the book and following the exercises, it becomes who you are. And then you allow for your humanity. You know, so many people, they, they do good and they go, oh, but I screwed up or, you know, or I'm not good at that yet. Or that person's better than me or whatever it is. We beat ourselves up way too much. So I'm not saying that suddenly after you read this book, it's okay with you to do terrible things and all that kind of good stuff. But what you do is you forgive yourself quicker. You just allow for your humanity. And then if you have to apologize, you apologize. If you have to clean something up, you clean it up. But it's about stepping beyond your humanity, not getting rid of it.
1: I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's true, you know, like I know from my personal experience too, everybody said that, but it's easy for you, you're always happy. I'm like, no, I don't wake up happy. <laughs> you know, like I have bad moments. I have like as you said, like I get angry, but it's it's a constant work. And it's like that's the beauty of it. I think our weaknesses actually are our strengths and are like superpowers, basically.
3: That's beautifully spoken.
1: Absolutely. I mean, so it's so I don't know, it's like people they, they should like just Get out there and then work for it. It's like, it, it doesn't come on the, you know, like you can ask for as much as you want, but it won't come on the plate, basically. Absolutely. And as we said before,
3: once you do live in that state and you are committed to living on purpose, you you, you would have it no other way. You still fall into reaction from time to time, but you're mm-hmm. just unwilling to stay there. So you still have to be the one who slips yourself out of it and slips back into an intentional state and, you know, and bring happiness to the party. But you discover that it's fully within you to do so. It absolutely is in every moment. And as you know, even though you admit to there's times when you're not or you get upset, you you refuse to stay there. You just refuse to stay there. So happiness isn't a place which isn't something you achieve. It's something you bring to the party.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I love it. I really, really love it. <laughs> it's like the whole concept is like, it's a book. I mean, I'm happy, but it's a book for me too. But the question is like, do you like, how do you advise readers to read this book? Like, is there like a way that they should take it?
2: <laughs> I Yes. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Good. <laughs> take <laughs> notes, everyone. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, I, I think open, you know, we talk about this in the preface and in the introduction of the book, because, So often, you know, whether you're a seeker already and this is something you want to add to your knowledge, so you get the book, or you've never done personal development and this is something you get, no matter where you are in your journey, this is a book that will um, support you in any way and help you go further. So how you want to read it, though, is first and foremost, get out of your own way. So often, how often do people out there pick something up, watch something, read something new and be like... I already know this. I've heard this before. Um, what's going to be new? What are they going to tell? They go in with this already feeling of almost like a like like they don't want to do it, but I'm going to try it, but we're going to see. You know, they, they go in yeah, that the way. The resistance, yeah. So thank you. Yeah, they go into resistance. So we tell you, we know. We know you're doing that. We know that's going to happen. So we did that right in the beginning of like, get out of your own way. What if? What if you could look at this with total open eyes, new eyes, curiosity, childlike way that you've never looked at something before? What if you could be new? What if you could allow this to be something brand new? And I think that's really important in anything that you do. In other words, be we ask people to be aware of their mindset before you even get into chapter one. So starting out as you read this book is already helping you of your awareness. How do I go into things? So, that, that's definitely step one, which, which would be how are you even approaching this book? How are you reading, yeah. um, you know, and taking in this information? So that, that would be first and foremost an awareness. And we talk about that right away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, like between you two, you have so many hours of coaching. You you've heard it all, basically. You know all yeah. those resistance. You you heard all those excuses and all those. No, I can't. I know that. Like, I don't need that. But it's like there are like always ways, like different angles that you can look at. And people sometimes have difficulties. And so, in the book, we start. You wake us up, basically. <laughs> And then on the second part, it's expansion and growth. Is that like you 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 show the readers how to get there?
3: Well, That's true. Yes, we do. And and here's how we're able to do this. this. Is where rather than just having the knowledge, which many people have if they've done any studying or any work on themselves or self help work, it's a, it's this is where it 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 serves in the fact that we've all we both coached many 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 thousands of people because they are teaching us as we are teaching them. So we get to see where they're stuck. Now, there's patterns, and there's very few people that aren't stuck in a similar pattern, but they all have their own story about it. So we were able to see and bring our own, you know, our own understanding of those things for over from years and years of working with people into the party, and that influenced the way we were able to formulate the book or say what needed to be said or teach what needed to be taught. So that's where a lot of that came from, and that's what makes it unique, I believe.
1: That's, that's, that's really, it, it's good, but it's like, I think we all need to go through the steps, even you and me. And then like, I'm, I'm trying to teach my clients happiness. You're like coaching your clients too. So we all do it, but we all need to go through all the steps to be able to get to the mastery and then to live, you know, our life on purpose, basically. And then the book is like really getting us there and really helping us to do all that. Um, I have like some hellos from Turkey again. We have a lot of listeners from Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Turkey! Hello to everyone, if you you have questions, you can just type or send me the questions or like call us in. It's like we will be here to to answer. So yes. So after the expansion and growth, we have stepping into mastery, and then like the last section, it's the art of living on purpose. I want to like talk like go in depth with all this, but we're gonna take a little break <laughs> and then after the break we will continue talking about that for people who just joined um, discussing with michael neri and erica neri they wrote this amazing book mastery <laughs> i'll let you say the title erica
2: the art of living on purpose
1: which means living fully living happy and living you know to the full potential every day and they're teaching us how to use this book and how to be to become masters ourselves as well basically so see you in a bit we're going to just take our first break bye for now
0: become our friend on Facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice America is something missing from your life and you can't define what it is are you someone who seems to have it all yet are missing the most important thing to be happy the Hungry for Happy online course may just be what you need now. Natalie Botros has created this course for you to find happiness, regardless of your body issues and or relationship status. Take the online questionnaire now to find out if this is a good match for you at the bond-vivantgirl.com and click happiness course. Whatever your budget, Natalie, the Happiness Fairy has set up plans to help everyone find their happiness. Get a preview of the curriculum before you take the Happiness Plunge. Visit the bond-vivantgirl.com and click Happiness Course. In Natalie's own words, what do
1: you have to lose? Say yes.
0: Be happy. The Hungry for Happy online course is waiting for you now at the bond-vivantgirl.com. The Internet's number one talk station.
3: Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. To reach our show today, we invite you to phone in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or send an email to bvg at thebon-vivantgirl.com. Now, back to Say Yes, Be Happy.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Natalie Butros, your host, and I'm talking with Michael Nitti and Erica Nitti, father-daughter duo who wrote this great book. It's called Mastery, The Art of Living on Purpose. And they tell us, help us, inspire us on on the path to be happy. And they give us like all the little tips. So just before the break, we were like talking about, you know, the waking up the section one. And then like, it's like expansion growth, getting there, stepping into mastery and the art of living on purpose. I don't want to give too much on the book too, because I want you to get it and read it. (laughs) But I have... During the break, we just had one question. How do you, do I ensure I'm on the right path of mastery? I don't know who wants to answer, Michael or Erica.
3: I can speak to that real quick. And that is, first of all, the notice that we think that there's a right path. Like, you know, you would know if you did something, if it's right or wrong. So the first thing is to live on purpose is you have to have one. So you don't know you're on the right track unless you declare what your track is. But too many, we've been taught, we've been, you know, We've been conditioned to believe that you just keep giving it a shot and maybe you'll find your right track. Now, certainly that can happen. But if you declare who you are, you declare what you want, declare your purpose in life, you know, you're going to be happy when you're aligned with that purpose. You know, now, obviously, it's more, you know, if your purpose is, you know, like you like to rob banks, I don't know how happy you're going to be. You may get some money, but it's not for the greater good obviously, if you're living a life of fulfillment and a life of mastery, it's in service to the greater good. So your purpose Mm -hmm. would be something that doesn't mean you don't serve yourself. You don't make a whole lot of money. You don't become king of the world. But it's going to be in support of the greater good is usually what it's going to be about. And so your purpose should be something that inspires you. And you now know what your purpose is. That's how you're happy you're, you're living in alignment with your purpose you know you're a good person you're out there making things happen I'm sure you like to make your mom happy and do things with her and see her smile so you know, when you're doing that you know when you're out with friends and doing something it's 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 in support of being somebody who inspires causes you know something like that so basically you turn into somebody who's giving something away We all wanted to contribute and make a difference we were born with that we really were. Yes ego, when you're a little kid, the ego says, wait a minute, that my friend has more toys than me. And the ego wants to take those toys and you have more now. Okay. But that's not who you are. That's your survival instinct coming into play. Of course. About transcending your survival instinct and showing up on purpose for the greater good.
1: Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, like, what is your first step? It's, how do you say, I declare I'm going to be happy, I'm going to change my life? Like you it, you, 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 you set your intention. What is the first step?
2: Well, let me actually, I'd love to speak um, and add on to what uh, dad was just saying, because the question even sometimes of how do I know if I'm on the right path could also mean I don't want to be on the wrong one. And there's also some maybe comparison or there's afraid to fail, so, again, there's, there, there's some things underneath that that I think are really important because um, it, so it's everything of being intentional and owning your purpose and having a purpose. So you can say, I know I'm on the right path because, but it's also allowing yourself to understand, well, actually, I'm more afraid to fail. I'm more afraid I'm going to waste time. That's that's what I find to be really pertinent in making sure that there's awareness again awareness and awareness yeah. around, um, so you can own and step into the ownership of being able to be aligned with your purpose is to get rid of that other crap. Yeah,
1: true. <laughs> sure. That's a good one. <laughs> Okay. I have another question. Do you believe that we may carry experience cycles from our parents or grandparents?
3: Oh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, if you grew up with them, that's where you learn from. So it's not at all unusual for that to happen. But they also did the same themselves. And there may be variations of those, but you're also simply, and so what you're doing is you're still living in reaction to it. So even if something bad happened or you've been abused or they were abused or there's just something they're doing that may not be working in life, you know, we're still living in reaction to just, just allowing that to, to, to steer us in a certain direction. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that, but we're not taught that we don't have to do that. In fact, you know, psychotherapy kind of allows for the fact that that's happening, understands that it's happening. And then we, they, we're, we're worked on in order to like fix ourselves or change that, which, of course, is, is a great thing. But the truth is you can actually decide on your own not to be that way. See, we're in charge of ourselves in every moment. Whatever happened yesterday, the truth is, so what? Well, you know, what if it was really bad what happened yesterday? Well, obviously, we want to have empathy for that and compassion for that. But the truth is there is nothing inside of us that physically makes us live that same way as we did yesterday. Nothing. We are 100% able to create in every single moment. We do not live like we know that. So that's part of mastery as well, is to be able to just let things go, let go of the past completely. You'll have the memory. You never get rid of the memory, but that actually makes you stronger when you know that that thing happened when you were six and you still don't care and you live on purpose in spite of that and instead of that and show up in your life as somebody who lives inspired and inspired and happy life in spite of that.
1: Yeah, so set yourself free and don't be a prisoner of your past. Learn from it. And then let it go. It's like, it's like one of my favorite words, let it go. And I used to really hold on to things, to grudges, you know, but it's true. But do you think that, let's say if we grew up with, with parents who have been in this cycle, can we change them or how can we like help them to break the cycle, you know, for them? Because like maybe we are in the path of, of mastery, but they're not. So how do we, can we help them? Well, first of all, you may
3: or may not okay
1: <laughs> I, you have to let it go
3: that too because <laughs> they've probably set in their ways right? yeah. people also justify what they they think it's right you know i grew up in a family where my, my mother was very prejudiced okay and i was never going to change that she got softer and more mellower over the years as i grew and became who i became but you know that there's just something that people grow up with they have their reasons and you know and other things that they did and stuff like that so I think they matured at times, but there was not, But they, but no. I mean, you're you people. People have to want to change. You cannot force. We cannot just go and pass out our book, and everybody's going to read it and everybody's going to shift. So there has to yeah. be an intention, a desire to shift. But if that's there, then we can absolutely let our let our, let go of our past and live a masterful life. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, You were going to say something, Erica. Yeah, I know. I'm getting my, hold on. Uh,
2: and I, I think a great thing is, you know, when you live um, inspired, I think it inspires uh, those around you. So specifically in your family, um, I, I think is when you can not judge your family, your parents, whatever that may be, you may not agree. You may have different thoughts, different beliefs, but you're not judging. You're allowing and you're accepting. You're, and they feel that, you know, and I think you you live your life the way that you want, which is different. And now there could be some now you're inspiring. And I think that can be alone sometimes how your parents or your family members can shift because like, oh, well, she's doing it that way. Maybe they can break out of their mold because more than likely they're doing it from what they learned from their their parents or their siblings, right? So not knowing they could even break it. So what I love to believe is, you know, I feel I'm here to really break a lot of the chains in some of my family history. And by being able to, again, not try to change my family to do that, but by changing myself and staying in alignment with my purpose and going down my path, I hope to inspire uh, my family and, and members of my family to do the same.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's like perfect. And I see the proud father there. Is like, it's like, she's right. <laughs> you <know>? well,
2: Erica,
1: <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> Erica grew up in this. It's the most amazing. Of course, Erica will
3: tell you a story. When she was eight, I was already coaching people. I had already shifted my life. I'd already become aware. And I was starting to coach people intuitively, even when Erica was like six, seven, eight years old. She was Four. <laughs> four. And so there was a point where we had a conversation she could probably tell you better than me where she was stuck on something and she she just couldn't get it and I and I just simply just stated what needed to be done. I just simply told the truth and she instantly got it. And she at 8 years old she instantly got it. Was it eight, honey, or some other age? I can't remember. But
2: uh, it was a well. It happened a few times, but the time that I really got it and it changed, and it's the foreword in the book, um, yeah. <laughs> was when I was twelve, about twelve, a preteen. But no, there were earlier times though that I think stacked to that twelve-year-old time that's in the foreword. But there, because I would hear it right, but my being young or whatever, not ready and not conditioned, maybe, I I would hear and I would be listening all the time. But I was like, that's for dad. That's for what he's doing with those people. But there was something that I was ready. My humanity said, you are ready to really get this. And so there was it was such an amazing moment that I talk about and why it's the foreword that when I was 12, my life changed. It was like, it was the lightning strike. It doesn't happen for everybody. But it, for me, it was, it was, I was primed and I was ready. And he asked a couple, he asked a question or two and I just got it. And my life changed. And so when you're ready, you're ready. And sometimes you're not even knowing you're ready. Um, that's, that's, but yeah, so I grew up in this, you know, from, from a very young age, but that doesn't mean that it's been any easier. It means that I had an awareness younger, um, and that's, you know, which really helped shift in things. But, uh, but yeah, that's, it's it been something that I just was raised in, you know, since I was very young, very blessed to have been able to do that.
1: And that's like really, you know, you were with the master basically. (laughs) (laughs) You started your, 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 not your path, your intent, like very young age. So be, between you two, I don't know who wants to answer this. I'm sure like both of you are going to put some. If we have to give some tips, like if you give me, if I ask you like four tips on mastering the art of living on purpose, what it will be. I know that it's hard, but maybe two, two, you can answer. <laughs> well, to step beyond yourself. You almost, it
3: is? you actually become playful with it in your own mind. You appreciate that you're doing this. It's not ego. It's not like, boy, am I great that I can do this. You know, you do own the fact that you're privileged to be able to live your life on purpose. That feeds you. But it's about just constantly showing up that way. Why would you not? So it stops being about you. That's basically it. The ego just goes way into the background. Do we still have an ego? Yes. But you observe it. You let it go. It goes way into the background. So suddenly you're doing everything for everyone else. You're you're empowering others, you're serving others. You know, you're cause you're looking for opportunities to do that. I was in the grocery store the other day and um, I was getting coffee at Starbucks and uh, there was a lady behind me who came up and put a bottle of a big a little case of water on the shelf because she was obviously going to pay for it when she got up there next. And it was like, okay, I saw that, but the barista had looked the other direction. So when she came back, she goes, oh, do you want me to, you want to pay for the water now? I go, no, no, that's for the lady behind me. She obviously was carrying it. didn't yeah. have no, it was heavy. And so, um, so when I got finished with my coffee, I noticed she still didn't have a cart or a bag. And I know the barista didn't have a bag. So I walked down to the cashier while I was waiting for my coffee and I got her a bag and I walked back and handed it to her. And she said, oh my God, like, you know, some simple act of kindness like that. Well, for me, that's of course. Now, I'm not the only one. You don't have to be read the book in order to be that way, but I would never not be that way. In other words, yeah. that's what I'm looking for now in life: constant opportunities, you know, to be able to serve, to contribute, to make a difference, to to be to show up in a way where I own myself at a high level of service and and contribution.
1: But I also am crazy and wild and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> we. don't hear that like we we, i thought that you were very calm you know serrated or something (laughs) i don't hear that energy at all from your voice (laughs) but i mean it's true you know like i try to like create this movement smile it forward that i ask everyone to put at least on someone else at least one person's face a smile per day and ask them to do the same so it can be like what you did or like pay a compliment like it takes like a few seconds it's not so bad you know like it's not like so it's not so time consuming and then like if we all do maybe we can you know spread out happiness around us you know like a ripple effect it will be great
0: yes.
1: <laughs> I have, yeah i had yeah an energy
3: you exude—an energy that's on purpose. So, oh, that's not only a, a personality. Well, it's become your personality, and you know, and you may have been this way in some degree in the past, but you bring this to the party. You show up this way on purpose. Yeah. With an intention to inspire, to contribute. That's what you do.
1: No, I mean, yeah, my, my story was like I had braces, so I was like ashamed to smile, and then the minute that they were out, I was always smiling, you know, like show <laughs> my teeth. that was step one for me. Well, everybody had their own awakening, you know, <laughs> so I have another question from Facebook: Is forgiveness a necessary component to being to begin the process? Who's answering <laughs>
2: I I think if you're, if you're still a victim to something, if you're still holding on to something, then yes, I think that forgiveness must be part of it. So I think it depends on what that situation is and how it's keeping you from moving forward. So is it more, so I think it's the awareness to it. I I think you have to know this is really something holding me back. Or if you're blaming it, then yes, I think there has to definitely be a a forgiveness and acceptance um, letting go of self-judgment, maybe. But definitely yeah. for anything that's keeping you from moving forward, yes.
1: So, forgive, obviously, like what we're talking, letting go, like if it's a grudge. or I mean, forgiveness to ourselves as as well, I presume.
2: Yeah. And it could be as simple as I'm choosing to let this go because I don't want it to hold me back. So, again, I I think it's a situational, you know, but like um, dad was talking earlier, the thing that happened yesterday, there is nothing inside of you that says it has to keep you from doing anything in the next moment. Um, So so that's why I think whatever is keeping you from moving forward needs to be let go so you can move forward in alignment. So the energy, so really if I can go back to your tips, I would love to leave a tip for people is to let go of self judgment, you know, is, is to not do that. And there's nothing outside of you. So a lot of us are searching for happiness. You know, I'm going to go get happiness and it's about allowing it to shine through by getting out of your own way. So, so often in order to do that, it's to lose any judgment um, Self judgment, I think, is, is so toxic and harming, and to know when you're doing that and stop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enough. Get Enough. over it. <laughs> you know, so, um, and so it ha- I think awareness is why I think it's so, so important to start with this because anything and any question that you have and what you're still holding on to, there has to be awareness to why you're holding on to it still and what you're not letting go of. And in order to move forward, because sometimes people, I worked with one person who had zero awareness to um, his energies and and where he was living emotionally most of the time. He thought very optimistic, and he was, you know, he's a happy guy. And, um, you know, what he realized is he's like, I spend 90% of my day in frustration, worry, anxious, thinking about people pleasing, trying to make everyone else happy. He didn't realize that those were actually toxic energies. And he thought he was, you know, being
1: joy, yeah.
2: You know? Um, and once he realized that, for him, it was like this. For him, it was just, it, it was a heartbeat for him to turn it around, and he never went back. So I think it, that's why it's different for everybody. I think the awareness to where you currently are living and where your energies are, I think, are really important, first and foremost. And... Forgive yourself for even having those energies. Because that's what's really critical.
3: Most of us are walking around thinking, well, we can't change those energies. They're just who we are. And the truth is they're not who we are. They may have been who they've who we've been. They may be who we've been. That's true. But they're all in place because of limiting beliefs. And the biggest limiting beliefs is that you can't impact your limiting beliefs. When the truth is you can impact them in a heartbeat. Yeah. But we're not told that we can. It almost seems impossible to do that. We'd be lying. We don't want to be a fraud. We don't want to be fake. It seems like if you do these things we're talking about today, you'd kind of be pretending to be doing them. You know, and now maybe I'll fake it till I make it. No, you can let go in a heartbeat. You really can't. But first, you have to believe that you can't because it's a belief that you're holding on to that you can't that's keeping you stuck. It's just a belief. You can act think- in a brand new way in every heartbeat on purpose because you say so. Yet we aren't taught to believe that we can
1: so we we'll I think- that's very important. As you said, belief. It's like, you know, not saying, I don't know if I can say you believe. Like I, I really like listeners get this word, believe, <laughs> believe that you can do it. Instead, you have to just decide basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. you have to just try to be a master. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that is mastery, knowing that you have control over your beliefs. And then you may just discover that having lived a certain way or something happened or a big traumatic thing happened in life even later, you got fired, whatever happened, you know, you probably created subconsciously a belief about that. So you want to keep checking in on your any if there's any new beliefs that are stopping you and knowing that you can, oh, that's what's going on. I got a new belief about that when that thing happened. And and you just simply say, okay, well, I'm now that I'm conscious of it, I have the ability to step beyond it. Just let it go. We all own that ability in every moment of life to live freshly and newly in the moment, free of any limiting beliefs from the past. We just do. That's true, but we're not conditioned to believe that.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's true. So once that we unleash that belief, <laughs> that power that we have, we, we, we'll actually be free. And people don't get it. They, they, I think it's empowering to have that power. And people are always like, for them, it's easier, you know, to blame it on people or on events or on, you know, like on their loved ones or there's this, what happened to them. But it's like, if you get, you can get empowered, it's like you have the key to, to your happiness, basically. That's just to leave. <laughs> so this book, you wrote it. When is it's going to be out? When people can get it? How can people, you know, get sneak peeks? Like, tell us, tell the listeners. I will put like the website where they can, but tell, tell, talk a little bit about that. <laughs> so
2: we're, we're, what we just found out, we actually just heard back from the publisher. So we will be getting it back from editing here very soon. And there's a couple more pieces before it can be launched. So, It's an estimate, but we are really aiming for mid to end September uh, for the book to be released. So what we've started was some sneak peeks for everybody. So um, at uh, distinctionsofmastery.com. We've actually set up a landing page there where we just uh, launched a sneak peek into courage and supreme certainty, little teaser from the book, Uh, so you can download that right now. And we're going to be having more um, over the next few weeks prior to the book coming out. And so uh, yeah, so please so go there and definitely um, get that and we're going to be doing some fun stuff uh, prior to the book as well we're going to be letting people in on the forward on the intro more more stuff just to, to really help people see what is this book and how it's different, but also more importantly how it could really help them and make an impact.
1: Yeah, no, the mastery is not a mystery. It's like, we're gonna, you know, like you're going to like give like a little teaser. So they, they, they can go to the website and like subscribe. So they will get all the updates and what's happening. Yes. Basically. Yeah, perfect. And then like, hopefully it will be available like end of summer in a couple of weeks.
2: Yes. So mid to end September is where okay. we're thinking the time frame is right now. So, perfect. but updates will definitely be coming through the website as well.
1: That's great. So I ask always to all my guests, what makes you happy today?
2: Okay, I'll go first. You go first. (laughs) Your body's like I have so
1: much to say.
2: Uh, you know, gosh. we have two, two, two minutes, so okay. like so the best. So, so happiness, like it is within me, and but it's for me to really tap into it every day. So, um, from the moment I, I get up, I tap into um, my happiness, my my creativity, uh, what I'm going to do today to help others, to connect, and it's really going outside of myself. And I make sure that I I do that in every way that I can.
1: That's great, and Michael, <laughs> well. It's, it's funny, when I talk about
3: this, it almost seems unreal. So there's people, that come, you cannot be happy
1: all the time.
3: And my answer is, yes, you can. <laughs>
2: so and he happy. is. I don't
3: see something I disagree with. And in today's world, there's so many disagreements between politics and everything else and with COVID going on. And, but I also have taught myself to see the intention behind everybody else's difference of opinion. So even though I may disagree with them or whatever it might be, I never allow it to affect me. And it certainly doesn't affect me in my communication with them. I just stay right you know, right where I need to be. And I'm never drawn in by it. So what I do is, again, that what really makes me happy is the fact that I know that I own myself. I have every ability going to Starbucks or the grocery store or in my relationship with my wife to, to choose what I'm doing at every single moment in a way that doesn't cause me to be happy in it. Happy. It's born of being happy. Why would I not be? Why would you not be? Why would you? I, again, there's things that happen that cause me to get upset for a moment, but I step beyond that. But I have no, nothing inside of me that, that nobody else doesn't have. Nothing. I'm That's just a amazing. Guy. Yeah. I'm a guy. So everybody has the ability to cause themselves to show up, own who they are, and if you own who you are, why wouldn't you be happy? I know it sounds so
1: simple. I know, but it's like it's the truth. Well, if you didn't get it, be happy. It's, your, it's in your hands. Thank you so much, Michael and Erica. We're going to say goodbye. We're going to say goodbye to our listeners. And it was an amazing <laughs> episode with you two. And listeners, next week, we're going to talk about astrology and what 2021 and 2022 reserves for us with Susan Miller. Until then, bye for now.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. Please join Natalie Botros for another show next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to this program again or any of our past episodes on demand and on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, keep saying yes and find your happiness.